What's up? What's up? It is Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Nita Marks with you. And uh, as always, I like to say we've got a great show lined up for you because I, I believe we do. We work hard uh, to bring you some of the best in the business to get you ready, all things gambling. And another thing we like to do is um, we, we like to, it, even though this is a gambling show, Bet LA, uh, we, we still like to keep it topical and conversational. And, and, you know, talk about the hot topics in regard to what's going on out there in the world world of, of wide world of sport and, um, and, and how it relates to gambling. So, um, so we're going to bring you a lot of that tonight. Uh, professional handicapper Fat Jack is on with us all the time. Um, he's going to be joining us at 1030 tonight. Uh, he's actually, it's funny guys. And, and by the way, Tyler and Brian are producing the show tonight. Uh, good evening, gentlemen. Um, Fat Jack is here. He's, he's in New York. And so he, he flew in this morning and he texts me. He's like, um, it's a lot colder here in New York than it is on the West coast. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. I want to say it's like 25 degrees here tonight. Uh, and so he's, he's freezing his took us off. So pretty interesting. He's going to be joining us. Um, uh, we'll be talking a lot about some of the futures bets out there in regard to the NFL. Why free agency is, uh, is upon us. Uh, the tags uh, that were placed specifically on Daniel Jones and the Giants. Um, well, Daniel Jones agreed to a deal. Therefore, the Giants used their franchise tag on Saquon Barkley. Uh, so there's that. Um, the Ravens decided not to use their exclusive tag, okay, on on Lamar Jackson. So what does that mean for the rest of, of the NFL? Very interesting. And um, and Aaron Rodgers apparently took a meeting with the Jets last night. So the Jets owner, Woody Johnson, uh, Robert Solid, their head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, their offensive coordinator, and um, and Joe Douglas, their general manager, jumped on a flight, flew out west to meet with Aaron Rodgers. And uh, Rob Domoski, who covers the Green Bay Packers, was kind enough uh, is going to be kind enough to join us on the program to uh, to to give us an idea of of what that means, especially the landscape of the NFL. I, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Aaron Rodgers, one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. What would that mean if uh, he was to leave the Green Bay Packers and join the Jets? So we'll take a look at, uh, of course, some of the odds out there in regard to teams that could win. You know, just if if Aaron Rodgers joins the Jets, does that does he now uh, surpass? The Buffalo Bills is the favorite. Do the Jets now surpass the Buffalo Bills as the favorite in the AFC East? So th- these are some fun conversations uh, that we can have on the gambling side pertaining to, of course, uh, some of the hot news and topics uh, that are taking place in around the NFL. Also, March Madness is here. I love it. It's my second favorite sporting event of the year. And so we'll talk some, some, uh, some and, and we're in the, the conference uh, tournament uh, conference championships right now. So we'll talk about that uh, with Fat Jack as well. Andre Snellings is going to join me. Three weeks left in the NBA regular season. So what does that mean? Uh, how this is all going to play out? You know, could the 76ers surpass the Celtics um, in their division? What are the thoughts about the Knicks? I love the Knicks. I love what they've been able to do. Granted, they lost to the Hornets last night, but I think this Knicks team is 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 destined to make some noise in the postseason. Which, by the way, uh, the Clippers just got underway 
Um, so why don't we start right there in regard to the NBA, uh, the Clippers going up against the Raptors tonight. I do like the under in this matchup, right? Um, the Raptors, we know they lost to Denver on Monday. Uh, they're six and four since the trade deadline, uh, which gives them some momentum in this postseason. And they're sitting they're 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 ninth in the East. They're back about one and a half games to get into that eighth spot. So I do believe they're going to be putting their best foot forward. They have really good wing defenders, okay? And I think that their defense matches up quite good against Kawhi and Paul George and Powell. So there's that. They force a lot of turnovers. They're, they, they're number one in forced turnover rate in the NBA, where the, the, the Clippers are 26th in turnover rate since they added um, since they added Russell Westbrook, by the way. So there's that. And the Raptors um, play a very physical style of defense. So uh, for all those reasons, I do like the under. I think the under is the play tonight in this Clippers-Raptors game, and you could still jump on that. The under is at 229. Uh, Another reason why I like the under is both these teams are bottom 10 in pace of play. So Raptors defense, the the Clippers struggling, turning over the ball, um, good wing defense by the Raptors, bottom 10 in pace of play for both these teams. Again, another big reason why I do like the under, and again, under 229 in this matchup. Um, also, uh, well, this is a little bit later on, uh, at around 11, 1130 uh, in, in, in about what, what is that for? That's in about an hour and a half. Um, we've got some college basketball games that I've got some plays. North Arizona against Montana State and Oregon State going up against uh, Arizona State. So, um, but I'll share those plays with you a little bit later on in the program. Eight, uh, and keep in mind, we also, we're going to talk college basketball. We're going to talk NBA. I, I, sh- I shared with you, Rob Domowski is going to join us, find out the latest with Aaron Rodgers. Also, Jordan Renan, who covers the Giants. Uh, quick little tidbit. We'll find out what's going on with the Giants, where they stand right now with their salary cap. Could the Giants make some noise in the NFC East? Should they be favored now over the Eagles, considering the Eagles are, are going to be losing? Listen, Eagles are going to be losing a lot of defensive players. And the defense really was the straw that stirred the, the, the drink, not to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. So I want to get into that conversation. Also, we've got some great golf that's taking place. The Players' Championship uh, is going to be teeing off tomorrow morning. Keith Stewart, PGA Tour Pro, who, by the way, eyes and ears on the ground for us like he was last week, giving us some preview, what players you should play heading into the Players' Championship. Again, tease off early tomorrow morning, so get get ready for that. XFL Week 4. So uh, Tom Lungenbill is going to join us, uh, part of the ESPN team for the XFL. So XFL Week 4 will have some plays for you there. And... I'm really excited about this uh, because uh, this this is Bet LA. The Oscars, besides Selection Sunday on March 12th, the Oscars are on March 12th, are coming this Sunday. And guess what? You can wager on the Oscars. So oh, just out of curiosity, wow. you can uh, wager Tyler, on the Oscars? I had Tyler no idea. and Brian. Uh, really? 
I had no idea you could you didn't know that Oscars. no really for real so are you so are you like are you a, so let me ask you are you um like if 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 I said to you, if I said to you, you could only watch the Oscars or Selection Sunday, what would it be? Selection Sunday. Not close. Okay. 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 What if, what if the wifey said, come on, Tyler, you know, I love the Oscars. Why, why you got to bring my it's, wife it's into the 95th, this? Obviously, it's the, happy it's, wife, it's happy the life. 95th. Of course, baby, it's, whatever you want. Of course, we'll watch whatever you okay. want. Of course. But are you? But now are you? Now are you more excited to watch the Oscars because you can gamble on it? Only if I decide to gamble on it. But yes, of course, if I've got skin in the game, I'm gonna be right. super locked in. Absolutely. Right. So Brian, yes, are, are, I, I see would, your angle. Would, yes. would you? I don't know. I you got, see my angle here? I'm kind of a because you you can't you can't wage you can't wager on Selection Sunday, <laughs> but you can wager on the Oscars. Yeah, I, I'd I'd watch the Oscars and watch the games though. It's just Selection Sunday. It does, it's not as much as the uh, you know, you're not they're not playing yet. Nah, but it's they're not playing yet. But but I, but, I, but here's the thing. I, listen, I, listen, I. I love I love I love Selection Sunday. I like to see how the bracket unfolds. Um, you know, I, I, I like they cut away, they show the team getting the announcement, they get excited. But I but I like, you know, I've got, you know, I, I just I, I like seeing everything unfold, where teams, what teams are in, what teams are out, yeah, what fair. region they're in. Like, I, like, I love all like I get into all that. Like, I love it. Right. But um, just the fact that I can wager on the Oscars. Um, I, listen, I, I've got I've got two TVs in my living room. I think majority of people who are these days that are really big into sports and, and, and also that are in this industry do. So I'll probably, I'll probably have the Oscars on my big screen TV and I'll be, and that's the sound I'll be listening to. And then I'll have the, the March madness off to the side. It's probably, that's probably how I'm going to roll on Sunday. But, um, but Casey Howe is a very dear friend of mine. She works for backstage. She's actually, she's the executive director of film and TV for backstage and she's going to join us on the show tonight and she's going to tell she's she's going to give us some insight on on who we who we who we can wager on so uh so we've we've got we've got an expert in the business who's going to be joining us on bet la to share with us who she thinks is going to win best actress best actor best supporting best um screenplay uh best costume design best picture best director so um i i'm i'm really ex i'm excited i'm excited for that how appropriate being in la right on yeah, bet la got, that you can you can it's wager got all of our streets getting Oscars. shut down but yes we're we're thrilled <laughs> i guess so um <laughs> so again like i said we've, we've we've got a jam-packed show again we're gonna get you locked and loaded all the news out there in regards to the nfl how that relates to futures bets and gambling NBA, college basketball, uh, the Players Championship, golf, XFL, and the Oscars. Uh, again, we've got we've got all your bases covered except Major League Baseball, and uh, in those future bets. But come on, spring training—it's just the beginning. We'll, we'll get those two as well. Anita Marks with you. You're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA.
Anita Marks with you. Again, it is uh, Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Professional handicapper Fat Jack is going to be joining us in about 10 minutes. Um, and, and some of the stuff I do want to dive into him with uh, is pertaining to some of the news out there in around the NFL. As we know, um, I, I call it taggy day, um, came and went and, um, and specifically uh, in, in regard to the Giants, um, they were able to come to an agreement with Daniel Jones pretty much at the end of the day, the real nitty gritty of the contract is about three years, $37.5 million a year. And, and, and at the end, it, it kind of where it falls in, in the scheme of quarterback life is somewhere around top 10, very similar to somewhat the deal that Derek Carr agreed to with the saints. So there's that. And since they were able to get that deal done with Daniel Jones, even though it was in the 11th hour, they ended up tagging Saquon Barkley for $10 million. I do believe they agreed to a deal with Saquon Barkley because Saquon Barkley doesn't want to play a year on a tag uh, for for a guy who potentially has been injury prone uh, in years past. So I do believe they get a deal done with Saquon Barkley. Therefore, it's going to free up some more space for them to do some other things. Do they go after a wide receiver? I also, I, I, there's other things that the Giants are going to do. But they've really put themselves, in my opinion, in a really, really good situation. And so looking forward to next year, the Eagles are favored to win the NFC East at plus 120. Dallas plus 190. Right now, the Giants at plus 450. I think there's some really good value there. I think this Giants team is going to be better. I think they bring on some more weapons for Daniel Jones. And, um, and it makes some noise in that NFC East. And as much as I love the Eagles, I picked the Eagles to win the championship last year. Of course, we know how that all unfolded. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be missing a few key players, uh, because of free agency and and whatnot. And so I I do believe that we're going to see the Eagles take a step back. I still think they're going to be uber, I think it's going to be an uber competitive division, all I'm saying is, wow, if you get the Giants right now at plus 450, I, I think that those are, are some really, really good odds. Okay. I, mean, um, I got a question for you. Actually, and, I got two questions for you. Yeah, anything. Okay, so question mm-hmm. one, um, I want to unpack mm-hmm. the Daniel Jones deal, and I want to I wanna mm-hmm. compare it to the deal that Geno Smith got with Seattle because obviously the Seattle deal with Geno broke first while Daniel Jones was still negotiating with the Giants. And then ultimately what ended up happening was uh, the Giants, you know, bumped up their offer to Daniel and he ultimately accepted. But as far as the talent level between Geno Smith and Daniel Jones, obviously Geno's been in the league a lot longer. He's got a lot more experience as a quarterback, having been through the ringer, whereas Daniel Jones is still on the team he was drafted by. I'm just curious as to how you feel about both deals and if you think Seattle got a better deal in Geno or if the Giants got a better deal in Jones? I, I think the Giants got a bit better deal in, in Daniel Jones. To me, um, I don't think that we have seen the ceiling yet for Daniel Jones. I think this is the ceiling for Geno Smith, right? Okay. Like somewhat of a journeyman, right? Like like I, I think I think this is the ceiling for him. The weapons that he had to work with, um, you know, working with Pete Carroll, I, I just, I, and so for Daniel Jones, you get a quarterback, uh, again, I, the, the meat and potatoes of this deal is, is 
for, for the next three years, they're going to be paying Daniel Jones 37.5. The fourth year to me is, is a dummy year. I don't think this deal goes four years. I think if they do have Daniel Jones as their starting quarterback for four years or longer at year three, they're going to rework the deal. They're going to have to. So to get a quarterback like Daniel Jones, who I don't think, I think has only like, like touched the surface in regard to what I think he can do and bring to this Giants team and in Dable system on top of now freeing up more money where they could go out and they could actually get him some talent. I mean, his wide receiving core was horrible. I mean, listen, they, 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 they performed for him, but I mean like named like Darius Slayton. Who's that? Richie James. Who is that? Like there was no big, there was no, um, you know, there, there, there was, there, you can argue that there wasn't a legit number two wide receiver on this roster with Daniel Jones this season. Yeah. Right. It was, it was all Saquon Barkley. Mm-hmm. So I, I think with the agreement in regard to the cost, what the giants, I mean, there's some reports out there that he wanted 45 to $48 million far from that, obviously. Um, so I, I just think this, I, I think this is a win win for both the giants and, and Daniel Jones to be quite frank. Okay. So, um, so question two. But if you're, if, but if you, but if you were to ask me, like, what quarterback would I rather have under what deal? It, it would be Daniel. Jo- I think that there is, there is, there is a higher ceiling. Um, I think we're only seeing the the start of what could be something really special for Daniel Jones in Brian Dable's system in New York. Definitely. I, first of all, I agree with you. I think that Seattle is basically praying at this point that Geno Smith continues to perform at the level that he did and this season that he had was an anomaly based off of his career right you look at his you look at the span of his career he spent years with different teams you know he went he played uh for the Jets he played for the Bills he finally came to Seattle as a backup quarterback you know comeback player of the year great he was a Pro Bowl quarterback great I think that this is a a prayer deal for Seattle I think they think that they're getting him at a bargain I think that they're they're hoping that they get in Geno Smith, the same quarterback, if not a better quarterback than they had last season. I think the deal's too long, and I think it's for too much money. So, yes, I agree with you. I was just curious as to what your take was as far as which quarterback got the better deal, which team got the better deal. But question number two for you is this. Odell Beckham Jr. is now healthy. Do you think that there's Mm. a chance that he returns back to New York? The Giants, that is. Mm. The New York Giants. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um. So, so full, full disclosure, uh, I was part of the Giants organization when, when, uh, um, I would keep on saying Daniel Jones, when Odell Beckham Jr. was drafted by the Giants and, um, it, it was, it was, it was interesting, you know, that catch changed everything for Odell Beckham Jr., he went from a very um, humble uh, rookie who was drafted in the first round, but very humble. When he first came in, he was dealing with some hamstring issues, uh, was was criticized by the media here in New York, which is not out of the ordinary. That's why they say it's 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 very this is a very difficult place to play because the media here. But after that catch, um, he just like talk about like a rise from grace like um and i think it was really too fast for him and uh, his personality changed 
Um, a lot changed. He then Tom Coughlin left. Um, ben McAdoo was here. Pat Shermer was here. He didn't get along with any of the head coaches. Um, there was a lot of turmoil there. Ownership didn't like it. General manager. It, it was. It was. There was a. There was a lot of drama here when Odell Beckham Jr. was here. Now, you know, there was no drama in L.A., right? True. Grant, granted, small sample size um, helped L.A. win a Super Bowl, even though he wasn't there at the end of the game. Uh, you know, one could argue, and I think would be correct, that he was a big reason uh, why they, they performed so well while he was on the football field and, yes, did help them win a Super Bowl. Um, you know, do you grow as you get older and you mature in the NFL? Could he be a different player coming back? I just, knowing this ownership group, knowing John Mara, I just I just don't know if if the amount of drama that took place is is still like a bad taste in the mouth still of this sour, ownership yeah. group. Okay. Yeah. So they'd be like, nah, uh, thanks, been there, done that. Nope, don't want to do it again. But uh, you, now you've got a different head coach in Brian Dable. You've got a different general manager in Joe Shane. Could they go to John Mara and the ownership group and say because it's not just John Mara, by the way, uh, you know, it's there's it's there's two owners here, um, you know, could they could they go and say, hey, listen, uh, we really want to take another shot, and the ownership group group say, okay, that's a possibility. Uh, listen, I, what I'm saying is I wouldn't, I'm not saying absolutely not, but I I think it would take a lot to bring him back. Okay. And I think he would, I, I think, I think the owners, I think he'd have to meet with the ownership. I, like, I, I think that there'd be some humble pie uh, that would have to be eaten uh, before this, this ownership group bring, brings him back. They, he'd have to, I think, prove to them that, you know, all that drama stuff is gone. You know, taking the wide receiving core down to Miami and partying on a boat four days before you head to Green Bay to take on the Green Bay Packers in in the playoffs doesn't still doesn't sit well with this organization <laughs> yeah I, okay? I do remember that yep yep You're, yeah. you yeah. i agree 100 yeah. percent. does not does not sit well with this organization so it's just it's he was he's a lot man he was a lot and so but again people change and you know listen he's gonna talks, end up right? somewhere he, listen he's gonna end up somewhere here's another thing with odell can't stay healthy. Can't, can't, you, you, like, you, you get, you get Odell, you're not going to get him for 17 games. You're just not, right? Yeah. So, um, you know, there's that. And he's older now. So, who knows? It, it will be, it will, it will be interesting. Uh, one thing before we, we take a break and, and we're going to have uh, Fat Jack on, I, I've gotten really comfortable saying that. I don't know how, but, um, I guess because that is his his nickname that somebody gave him, and, and he's cool with it. Um, you know, there's some reports out there uh, um, that are questioning whether or not the Rams' starting quarterback Matthew Stafford comes back. And I want to say it was Matthew Barry who who you know had I guess had some conversations while he was in Indianapolis. Are you guys hearing that? You know, there's been it's it's been more of like a swirling speculation. It's been a lot. Mm-hmm. It's been not talked about as specifically as maybe Matthew Barry was 
regarding what Matthew Stafford's intentions are. But I do remember when the season ended, it, I believe his wife, Matthew Stafford's wife in her podcast or something along those lines, basically confirmed that he would be returning for another season. But obviously, offseason happens, things change. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? So just before we go to break, I just want to give some of those. And, and again, I, I like taking these hot topics, especially when it comes to the NFL, because the NFL is king. And in looking at some of the futures bets that are out there, right? So again, you know, talking speculation, Aaron Rodgers going to the Jets. Right now you could get the Jets to win the AFC East at plus 275. Not bad. The Bills favored around even money. Um, you know, in the NFC South, as we know, Derek Carr coming to an agreement with the Saints. You can get the Saints to win the NFC South at plus 140. Okay? To me, they're the leader in the clubhouse right now. Hands down. All right, especially since Atlanta came out and said no interest in Lamar Jackson. Um, some other news out there, right? Like uh, the the NFC North. I I love the I love that the Lions are favored here at plus one fifty. I, I think the Lions win the NFC North this year. Vikings are a plus two seventy. The Green Bay Packers are at plus three ten. Why? Talking speculation that Aaron Rodgers is gonna be is gonna leave and possibly go to the Jets. Okay. Um, NFC West, 49ers favored at minus 165. Why? Who's their quarterback? Please, Trey Lance, give me a break. Purdy, is he going to be ready? He's got the shoulder issue. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be there. Rams are sitting at plus 330. Seattle, your Seattle Seahawks, plus 550, Tyler. Yeah, well, with Gino, I, with Gino coming back, people like it. I love Cincinnati, plus 130. I think they, not only do I think they win the AFC North, uh, this this coming season, I, I I like them a lot to win the Super Bowl. Baltimore Ravens plus two fifty. Not sure what's going to happen with Lamar Jackson, right? So um, it's just it's you know it's just it's fun. It's it's fun to take a look at these futures bets. Again, we come back. Fat Jack, professional handicapper, will join us next right here on Bet LA seven ten ESPN LA. It's so funny the music you guys play. It's kind of like let's get back to ballet with Anita Marks, ah! and then all of a sudden it's like mm. that's that's Brian with the sultry like, tunes. Mm-hmm. Like let's like, get back. Like I'm waiting for like Luther Vandross. I know. With Anita right? Marks. <laughs> it's I know. It's like you go from like high energy to like smooth jazz. It's like it, the the transition is it, it kind of it's jarring. Dang, um, anyway, just calling you out, man. Let's get some <laughs> let's get some jumpers up in here. Let's amp it up. <laughs> oh my gosh, let's bring in Fat Jack, professional handicapper, FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him freezing his tukus off here in New York City. What's up, dude? Yeah, I mean they're slowing it down for all the lovers out there. I guess getting a little late. Thank you, Jack. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, that or it's an elevator. I'm not sure. So yeah, you know we. Uh, I was in Miami to start the day. It's 84. I get up here. And uh, I had a rat parkour off my shoe, and it's about 30 degrees. So, I mean, it's definitely you got to get dialed in during basketball season or in tournaments. Uh, I, I told my son this. New York is not for the – you better bring your A game here because this city will spit, chew you up and spit you out. You want the elevator going up the stairs to be in service? Forget about it. Grab your luggage and start packing because you're going to be dragging your luggage around. I mean, it is full contact here. <laughs> I, I love it here. I, I'm originally from, it's interesting. I'm originally from Miami, born and raised, um, spent, uh, you know, kind of spanned the state, lived all over Florida, spent some time in New Orleans, 
Um, spent four years in Baltimore and now I've been up here for 13 years. Um, I, I love it. I just, I, it, it is, it's, 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 it's city, you know, you've, you've got to bring your a game, but I just, yeah. I, I love the, I love the energy. You, you've got to, you got to admit, I, I know you've only been here for a short period of time tonight, but I just, the, the energy here, there's nothing like it. I'm up here all the time, and I will tell you, yeah, you just bring your A game, you're going to be fine, but it's not like a lot of other cities where you can limp your way through it and ease your way into the thing. Here, you get off the plane, you had better have your head on a swivel, you better be rolling around with both elbows out. I mean, you're in the lane, you better box out or somebody will come over the top and put you on a poster. I mean, that's what happens in New York. You are you are destined to be on a poster if you're not careful. But when they added sports gambling up here, it is one of the places to be. I mean, it's literally, they lead as far as money being bet on sports. New York is number one every single month. I mean, everything is bigger here, and, and sports betting is no exception to that when people are getting after it uh, week in and week out up here. So I really do like it here. I like it a lot more in the summer than I do in March. But, uh, but excited about uh, you know this weekend and a lot of people up in this part of the country excited about things. Everybody's talking about Jim Beheim stepping down after that you know, horrible play that was drawn up at the end of that game, and then they give up a three to end it. Uh, you know, Not a fitting way for an incredible career of his, but a tough way to go out, I guess. Yeah, I was surprised. I thought Syracuse would advance. Of course, that did not happen. Wake did advance. We are going to talk some college basketball, but first and foremost, um, and and I opened up the show, and, and what I like to do in a gambling show is talk about some of the hot topics out there, and then how they how it relates to to, to sports gambling, and. You know, I, I know we've got a lot, of, a lot of NBA taking place again. March Madness, we're in the thick of it, of course, with the conference championships happening this weekend. But you know, the NFL is still king, and so I, I thought it'd be good for us to have a conversation regarding some of the top NFL storylines out there and how that relates to some of the futures bets. And first and foremost, since you are in New York, let's start with the Giants. They work out a deal with Daniel Jones, uh, and I think it's it's a very good one. It's a lucrative one for Daniel Jones. Puts him in the top ten in regard to, uh, you know, salary for quarterbacks, which I think is very fair and, uh, and, and allows the Giants to have some wiggle room on making some other moves. They tag Saquon Barkley. I do believe they work out a deal with Saquon Barkley, but I, I do like this Giants team. And, and, and I, I think we're just touching the surface in regard to, I think, what Daniel Jones could bring to this team. I'm looking at the NFC East and you could get the Giants right now to win the NFC East at plus 450. The Eagles are going to be losing some players, especially on the defensive side of the ball. Uh, your thoughts on on the Giants signing Daniel Jones, and would you play any of the futures bets in the NFC East? Yeah, I, there's going to be a lot of excitement, obviously. You know, they've been a team that certainly got better from 2021 to 2022, but I worry about, if I'm a naysayer, and certainly if I'm going to put money on something, I worry about the fact that is, is the Giants' success – more of a, a factor of just what the league does to make teams not be horrible. If you're incompetent at all, you know, they get the coaching change, they get Barkley back from injury, Daniel Jones certainly getting more snaps under his belt. But this is a team that was 4-13 in 2021. You get an easier schedule whenever you fire out a 4-13. and So is the, the progression from 4-13 and to 9-7-1 and is that as much about who they were playing and when they were playing, it, 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 what the league does with their, their teams as it was the maturation of what Daniel Jones is? I would be a little careful with him. I still think they're pretty one-dimensional offensively. Uh, Barkley, absolutely, they go as he goes. 
uh, over a naysayer would tell you he has not been incredibly consistent from an injury standpoint over his career. He did have injuries. So I would be a little careful. And I, do, I, I, I get your point with what Philadelphia is going to go through. But this Dallas Cowboy team certainly also has taken that next step. We don't know what's going to happen with Jackson, although I think there's 0% chance that he leaves Baltimore. I'm in the minority there. And Washington's been discussed. And so I would be a little bit hesitant when I play the Giants, especially to win the division, because I still think it's going to be really good. And the big question is, is Daniel Jones uh, like Jalen Hurts, where he is going to get better from one year to the next? Or is it just is he a factor of the fact that they went 4-13 two years ago, they got a little easier schedule, and won a few more games? Uh, and that's yet to be seen, I think. So I'd probably lay off that until we figure out exactly what's going to happen within the division. Interesting. Uh, another big storyline happens to be here in New York as well, and that's the Jets. They board a private flight with Woody Johnson, Joe D., Robert Sala, Nathaniel Hackett, fly out west, meet with Aaron Rodgers, um, and um, they don't come back with him on the team, but it was really a meet and greet, and uh, and there's a really good possibility that, uh, that Aaron Rodgers does come to the Jets. And taking a look at those futures bets, uh, Jack, you've got Buffalo, Favored to win the AFC East around even money. The Jets are plus 275. Dolphins plus 475. Patriots plus 650. Talk of possibly Mac Jones going to Las Vegas, rejoining forces with uh, Josh McDaniel. Um, The Miami Dolphins, are they going to roll with Tua? He's uh, one concussion away from potentially having a serious conversation about retirement. Uh, The Jets sitting at plus 275. Uh, Curious what you're hearing about Aaron Rodgers, and would you play them to win the AFC East if they got Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, first, I'm not sure that Tua's dad would let him retire, even if he did get another concussion. I mean, that relationship is weird, and I I think that's a a dangerous situation going forward. But your point is absolutely correct in that if the Jets get Rodgers, if you're a Jets fan, get your season tickets now. He's an incredible player. He has some left, and they have all the other pieces just about him. And they need out a receiver, possibly possibly a, another offensive lineman. But if they get Aaron Rodgers, the step up that they would get with him under center is so great that absolutely I buy them the minute he comes on board. Because this Jets team has really been fighting. They've been showing up at gunfights with a knife from the quarterback position. I mean, we from the outsider looking in, you look at what Wilson was, what Wilson's mom does, and all the different things going on with that team, and we all kind of chuckle. But the rest of the team is made to win football games, and this is not a team that did incredibly well last year, so their schedule's going to set up for them to be able to ease into it, to be able to get their feet underneath them. You talked about some of the unknowns with other quarterbacks and other teams within their division. So I'm absolutely buying, buying the Jets if Aaron Rodgers ends up making the, making the switch to, to the East. Last one for you, obviously, is Lamar Jackson. The Ravens come out. They don't put the exclusive tag on him, $10 million less, but leads it open for other teams to come in, make an offer that, yes, the Ravens could match, but if they don't, Lamar, they lose Lamar, yeah, they get two first-round draft picks. All these teams came out yesterday, last night, saying, thanks, no thanks, we're not interested. We're not even going to have the conversation. Like Atlanta, like Carolina, like the Raiders, like Miami. Uh, A lot of people feel that there's collusion happening in the NFL. But nonetheless, what are you you hearing about Lamar Jackson? What are you hearing about the Ravens? How do you think this, this pans out? Yeah, I think we've had one quarterback that's been put under this tag over the last 30 that's actually not come back to the same team that he was on. 
And I think it's, a, it's as much about the situation. I do wonder myself, if Lamar Jackson had an actual agent, instead of his mom sitting down there in West Palm Beach or Riviera Beach, wherever it is that he's from, and him trying to do everything himself, if they had an actual top-tier agent running his camp, if they wouldn't already have this done with Baltimore. I think there's something to that. In the end, though, I absolutely think he comes back with the Ravens. I think this is the right move by them. Put it out there. Let it, His value is going to come down. There might be some collusion, but there's definitely uh, question marks with his accuracy and how he throws the ball. With all that being said, Anita, I had the Rams two years ago preseason to win the Super Bowl. Last year, I had Philadelphia to win the Super Bowl. I bet both of those teams preseason for at least a couple thousand dollars at both better than 25 to 1. And if the, if the Ravens get Jackson, they are my team. And so people who don't listen today, come back in August, I'm going to fire them out there if he is. This is a team that has been making that step year in and year out. They go with a backup quarterback, get a fumble down on the goal line to lose to Cincinnati. They're the type of team in the NFL that takes that jump. Takes, you don't go not making the playoffs to win the Super Bowl. It doesn't happen in the league. You typically are stepping up a little bit at a time getting your players with some experience in that situation. I understand Jackson's limitations throwing the ball, but he is a next-level athlete with his legs and what he does for that team offensively. I think this is their year if they get him back, and I anticipate that they will. Um, the Cincinnati Bengals favored to win the AFC North at plus 130. The Ravens plus 250. The Cleveland Browns plus 350. <laughs> They're paying their quarterback $55 million. Uh, and right. uh, I mean, the steel. The, the list of guaranteed money is just stupid. I mean, it really it's, is. I, I know. Mean, whole, it's, it, I know. And, <laughs> and that's, what's causing, that's what's causing the issue, right? And the Steelers at plus 550. Uh, one, last, um, one last NFL futures uh, that I would like to discuss with you, and that's who's going to go number one overall. That was another big storyline this week, right? Like the combine. Anthony Richardson, 40.5 vertical. What does that do for me as a quarterback? Nothing, uh, but runs a great 40 time. Looks fantastic. And so his draft value now skyrockets where you can wager that he'll be the number one overall pick at plus 380. Bryce Young is still favored at minus 200. CJ Stroud at three to one. Will Anderson, who I feel is the best player in this draft, who should go number one overall, uh, 13 to one. Will Levis, 14 to one love his swagger with that being said like like I would not touch Anthony Richardson to go number one overall even though it's at plus 380 with a 10-foot pole what say you I wouldn't I wouldn't touch him period I the, the combine is so <laughs> no, ridiculous I don't get it. my god it's the dumbest thing in the world Lamar go back and look at Lamar Jackson's tape when he was in the combine this dude couldn't throw a spiral his first pass in the combine because I used to pay a ton of attention to the combine he, he Go back and watch his first set of passing. The guy looked like my daughter throwing the ball. I mean, he could not throw a spiral. It was ridiculous. Lo and behold, a couple years later, he's MVP of the entire league. Right, just they show up, they do one or two things. Everybody decides he's a sexy you know, newcomer of the year. And next thing you know, he's making millions of dollars and the team's overpaying for somebody. Stroud should go number one. There, there's good athletes at the top. You, you, the, the other kids at the top that you mentioned who have been more of a mainstay, uh, including the kid from Georgia that's going through some stuff right now. Those players are not only safer, they're more likely going to be better products. And these these come to, for me lately on an average team, not winning a bunch of games. He comes and jumps well, and everybody's like, oh, my gosh. We got if, if somebody takes him number one, they should be fired immediately. You can't show up for a weekend and undo an entire career of film. 
look at what these these other players have been doing against top tier talent, and we'll look how they've been doing. You'll find that Richardson is just that Johnny come lately, and uh, something that I think will we'll, somebody will pay too much for. Before I let you go, um, really quick. I in switching gears here, I love what you shared with us last week in regard to Iona. Iona won tonight. I'm with you. I really like Iona coming into this tournament, and I, and you shared with us a really unique way that you're going to play them in the tournament. Will you just will you share that again for our listeners? Yeah, there's two or three things. I've been doing this for 27 years, and there's two or three different times a year when you can make money with the team simply because you pay more attention to a certain uh, conference or region than everybody else does. And I own as the type of team, when you're talking about the makeup of a team that can make you money once they get in the NCAA tournament, they are that type of team. Rick Pitino, an incredible coach. Everybody out there listening knows who Rick Pitino is, but I promise you nine out of ten could not tell you where he coached unless they had listened to this segment but they know that he's got the pedigree. He can get his players lined up. They play with a chip on their shoulder. They're rolling through their conference right now. They've won 11 in a row, including by 20 tonight. They're minus 150 to win their conference tournament. That's They're giving money away. They're going to win that. This team hasn't even been play, playing teams close. But to make money in the NCAA tournament, this team is 500 to 1 or more on any book that you look. If you find a team at 500 to 1, all you have to do is get them out of the opening weekend. And honestly, you can hedge the second game for a little bit if you need to. But if you get them out of that opening weekend, so if you're a $100 player, play 20 bucks or whatever at 500 to 1. Once you get them out of even the first game, but certainly out of that first weekend, you play the other team for 5, 6, 10, 20 times your bet that you placed on Iona, and you're guaranteeing yourself money if they lose, if and when they lose. And the longer they go, you've got so much room to hedge at such a nice number above and beyond what you bet on their futures bet, you're guaranteeing yourself to make extra money during the tournament. Iona is that team this year, in my opinion. They're a team that's going to overachieve. They're going to catch somebody off guard. We've seen it out of St. Peter's. We've seen that Louis Chicago. Iona is that type of team this year. Uh, give them a look if you're going to be playing some futures. Love it. Uh, Fat Jack, thank you. Always great having you on. FatJackSports.com. That's where you can find him. More picks and plays. And, of course, uh, college basketball as we head into March Madness. Appreciate you, my friends. You're listening to Bet LA here on 710 ESPN LA. Anita Marks with you here on Bet LA. Let's talk some NBA, getting you up to speed on some of the, the scores out there. How about this? The Bulls up 93-79 against the Nuggets. Hey, now. Um, whoa, uh, wasn't expecting that. Uh, the Suns with, um, KD, uh, Devin Booker, 37 points tonight, uh, into the third, uh, they're up 24 points against OKC. Uh, the Raptors up on the Clippers right now, 31 to 27. But if you recall, we opened up the show. I said, I like the under at 229. It's looking good. We've got about six minutes left uh, in the second, uh, in the first half, the second quarter. So, um, so hopefully, uh, again, that under is looking is looking pretty good right about now. Um, the uh, the Hawks they took care of the Wizards. The Celtics beat the Trailblazers. Uh, the Cavs beat the Miami Heat. Um, I did have Garland over uh, twenty four and a half points and assist, and sure enough, he ended up with thirty two. Uh, so that works. The Pelicans beat the Mavericks tonight, 113 to 106. In regard to men's college basketball, we opened up the show. I told you I like Georgia. Right now they're down 47-50 against LSU, two very bad teams. Um, 
but I, I, I just felt that Georgia has a better defense. So we'll see what happens. There's still about 11 minutes left in the second quarter. And, um, and also, I told you to take o- Oklahoma State. They're up 33 to, to 28 against Oklahoma. So hopefully that will continue. Some other college basketball games that I'm on tonight, and both of these tip off in about 30 minutes. Um, I do like uh, North Arizona getting seven and a half against Montana State. Uh, they've got three straight wins in the tournament. They're five and one against the spread. They're shooting 56% from the field. Uh, and they're, uh, they've been averaging 80 points a game uh, their last five games. So I'm on Northern Arizona, again, getting seven and a half against Montana State. And also, I do like Oregon State uh, getting 11 against Arizona State. Um, they're 10 and three against the spread on neutral sites. And so another big reason why I like them, uh, this is an Arizona state team. They've lost eight of their last 13 games. Uh, as great as Bobby Hurley is, his squad is just off, especially offensively 20, 123rd offensive, uh, ranked 123rd in offensive efficiency, uh, this season. And the last two months, they've just been undisciplined. They've been taking wild shots, and they really don't have an identity. So that's why I do like Oregon State, again, getting the 11, and Northern Arizona getting 7.5. And And again, those two games tip off in about 30 minutes. So if you can, jump on those tonight as well. Anita Marks with you. Uh, We come back. We'll kick off our number two of Bet LA. Andre Snellings will join me on the show. Let's dive into some NBA talk. Getting ready for some three weeks left of the NBA regular season. We'll get you locked and loaded for some of the futures bets that you can still jump on right now as the playoff picture becomes more and more clear in the East and the West. And we look forward to some of the Thursday games, hopefully feeding you some winners. So stay tuned. Dre joins me next right here on 710 ESPN LA.